1: ready to talk about this fucking movie i don't know what's up with the attitude i'm just saying yeah let's uh let's talk about whiskey mountain welcome to the show this is very unreasonable things i'm Billy bones Jesus, B- jesus god oh we Lord. just went right in there was we, no like we did we did. We gotta oh get we gotta get this over with. So we can talk about other things in life. And Okay. I, and, well, the per- and the person complaining is Josh Lindsey. I'm not complaining. Say hello to the listeners, you asshole. Oh, hello listeners. That's better. Yeah, so we are finally back to finish talking about our Hillbilly movies. And this was, uh, finally this, we got one. Yeah. And this was the whole catalyst for these three buildings. The yeah. yeah. So yeah. 1977 independent film. Like he was talking about 95 minutes directed by William Griffay, Greffy. I, I don't know how to say it. And you, chose this why uh you had you had a reason for choosing this you've told me before but you know obviously for the sake of people listening why did you choose this movie
0: yeah i heard uh tarantino on a podcast sort of wax poetic about it and um it's you know it's no secret uh i love qt and i will check out any of his recommendations just just to check it out and his his knowledge of movies uh He's forgotten more shit than me and you put together can remember, you know, and he watches everything and um so th- he, there's a lot of deep cuts, a lot of deep cuts that he he could recommend and uh you know this was one of them, and um it became on sale on iTunes for two dollars part of that arrow yeah,
1: and I was like, fuck it, two dollars. You know, two dollars or two ninety nine. I mean, oh, and I'm just trying to make sure I'm not getting ripped off, and I buy them for three dollars. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, it was two ninety nine. Okay.
1: okay, I was make sure there wasn't like some secret deal you got, and now I'm over here paying you know, fucking three dollars yeah. like an idiot. <laughs> You're like, I got it for two, <laughs> like a dumbass. I've watched it on Tubi. Oh, is it on Tubi? It is. Everything's okay. on Tubi. Every,
0: Tubi is so much better than Netflix, Disney, HBO, uh, fucking Peacock. It, I, you ain't telling me nothing.
1: I've been uh, blowing the two, Tubi horn for a while now, and just <laughs> I, well, I couldn't get it without a VPN yeah. here in Sweden. And I don't know. I guess maybe because of the, maybe the name's holding it back. I don't know. <sighs> it's owned by Fox, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. But yeah, completely free. You just got to... And there's a way to cheat the commercials. When it pops up and it counts down like 30 seconds to commercial, yeah. wait wait until it gets to one second, and then go back 30 seconds, and then let it play for two seconds, and then skip forward 30 seconds. And you just avoided a five-minute commercial. Oh, Jesus. I'll, to me, uh, because I'm using... Uh,
0: I mean, who the fuck listens to this? But I'm using your Peacock account, and Peacock commercials are infinitely more infuriating than
1: Tubi's. Well, yeah, because you're paying for Peacock. Wait, and
0: okay, that actually goes against. That's what I'm your saying. Argu- your own no, yeah. that's what I'm
1: saying. It's annoying because you pay yeah. for it, and like on the free service, there's a way to cheat the commercials. You know, on a paid service, you're just stuck watching. Like I'd been um, recently watching some old WCW and WWF pay per views, uh-huh. and you just get a random ass commercial. It, it, it really takes you out of the moment when you're watching this pay per view from the '80s, but you get a commercial for something in the 2020s. I w- yeah, I would, I would feel better if it was vintage commercials from the time period. They love showing
0: that because I've been watching a lot of old pay-per-views as well. They've been showing a lot of that uh TV show Grand Crew or something. Dude, I
1: don't even pay attention to them. Uh,
0: I mean, I'm having to watch it on my
1: phone, so it's <laughs> unavoidable. I just look off at the wall or something when they come on. <laughs> yeah. I know, just, just out of
0: protest. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Fuck your commercials. Yeah. Dude, so which uh, pay-per-views are you watching?
1: Um, I've watched, I think, a Wrestle War, a Halloween Havoc. I like to go back and watch the old Halloween Havocs where they have the gimmick matches with like the Chamber of Horrors match where Abdullah the Butcher got kind of electrocuted in the chair. Oh, it's so movie. horrible. It was such a bad match, but it's just. I don't know. It's just like some of that 80s, early 90s nostalgia. That sweet spot of WCW
0: wrestling. Like WWF had their own cheese, but WCW's was on a whole nother level.
1: Yeah. There was, like, I think one year they did it with the one where Abdullah the Butcher lost the match for his team was the one where they had the little cage come down into the big cage, and the little cage had the electric chair in it. Yeah. And then there was another one. That was electrified. Yeah, the whole fence, the whole cage was electrified.
0: Uh, Cactus Jack was supposed to get electrified, and like it's all—it's just a big clusterfuck. I remember watching that like at a at a at an impressionable age, and kind of being scared of Abdullah the Butcher because, like, at at the old uh, video stores in Carthage, I would always. Rent old WWF like yeah. I wasn't a w, I, You know I the WCW guy when I was younger, and I just. But I remember they had, and I never rented the uh, the gimmick uh, tapes. It was always pay per view. Yeah. One of the gimmick tapes was bloodiest matches, and Abdullah the Butcher was all on that front cover, back <laughs> cover, and uh, shit was kind of scary to me. So I remember like being kind of afraid of Abdullah the Butcher. Then you see him now. And well,
1: <laughs> it was funny because one of the pay per views I was watching, Cactus Jack and Abdullah the Butcher pulled up in the car. And, you know, Abdullah the wrestler, like when you see him in the ring, you know, he has this very savage look. But him and Cactus pull, uh, pull up in fucking like dress clothes and shit and <laughs> get out of car <laughs> and have their car like a uh... guy. Oh, wow. Uh limousine? No. I just forgot what you call the guys that fucking park your car. A oh, valet, yeah. They their car valeted and shit, and they just they look like normal people. <laughs> but you know, this guy's about to go in here and get electrocuted in his chair and do
0: a blade job. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so funny. I guess it's not funny. It's just you know the the tales of the road written on Abdullah's face. But if you see a, a current. It's usually shoot video with Abdullah. His forehead just, I mean, so many blade jobs. And his yeah. forehead is just nothing but
1: scars, you know. Oh. Yeah. That's what John Moxley's head is going to look like if you don't fucking quit. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised Triple H's isn't. Uh, maybe they just... Maybe they found a better way to do it or something. I don't they know. had to have. They had to have. Maybe they're Maybe not. Abdullah was getting color the hard way. He might have just been like making big slices. Yeah. Instead of like a little nick or something in the right spot. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've never cut my forehead with a razor. So I'd, I don't know if I. I don't know. That's just. I did have a laptop falling him in the face. Wednesday night, though, that was fun. Work. From how far? Uh, The pallet was probably like eight feet tall. It was too high, and so the guys couldn't reach the top totes. And so I reached up to grab it to pull it down, and I didn't know there was a fucking uh, laptop up there, and it's in his box, right? So when I pull this tote down, and I tilt it towards me to bring down, this box comes flying off. Well, I can't I can't block it with my hands because I'm holding onto this tote. And the thing just hits me like right up under my right eye. And it actually broke the skin. Did it hurt? Yeah, it hurt. <laughs> Did it hurt? Well, I don't know. If it, I mean, it was like getting hit in the face with a bunch of feathers.
0: Well, I mean, if it was a corner, that was gonna hurt worse, you know.
1: Oh, it was the corner. Too. Okay. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucked. But if it had been Moxley or Abdullah the Butcher, they had blood everywhere. Oh, God, yeah. Our Triple H circa 2004. So, we watched Whiskey Mountain because of Tarantino. Yeah. Are you mad at Tarantino now? I didn't hate this movie. Spoiler alert. Mm, we're probably on different sides of the fence then. I didn't love yeah. this movie. No. And I,
0: I mean, I'm not, this isn't, <laughs> I'll die on the hill for a lot of things that I'm not going to die on the hill for this. I mean, if oh. somebody didn't like it, I get
1: it. I, yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't the, the film. Like the, uh, you can tell it's an independent film. Like you said, just by looking at it, like the film looks like it got drugged down a dirt road. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love to watch it. There's all these, like, cigarette burns throughout it. Yeah. Uh, there's a little square. I know. I saw that, that too. pops that up. And I'm, on the left side of the screen and fucking moves yes, around.
0: I loved it. Oh, my God. It was just, like, something you would see in, like, a scummy 70s, you know,
1: grindhouse theater. Yeah. And I think that's why Tarantino liked it, because it was a grindhouse movie. But, yeah. And it wasn't that that bugged me. I didn't, that didn't bother me. The, I just go out and say it now. It was supposed to be a horror movie, supposedly, but I didn't, I didn't get that vibe at all.
0: No. And, um, uh, well, I, I tell you what, to be honest, when I was, when we were, you know, as you're watching it, about good of 40 minutes in, and because, of just the audio the way the 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 film looks I got the impression that there was like an undercurrent of violence that we're headed to you know like okay this is gonna get last house on the left yeah dark and it didn't
1: and I was I mean that was disappointing that was I felt like. I was watching a Yamaha commercial there for a while because it seemed like the only thing that was happening. And I've spoken on previous episodes about enjoying like the mundane things in the movie, in movies. But this was just them riding their bikes and then camping and riding their bikes and camping. And then, and you would see like somebody following them And I'm not even gonna get into like, you know, how did this guy keep up with him, blah, 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 that type of thing. Cause like you gotta be able to suspend your disbelief when watching movies. But it just nothing was happening. And I was critical. And if I was critical of Halloween for having nothing happen, I gotta be critical in this movie for having nothing happen for like the first hour. Yeah, it takes its time. And
0: um, um I can't, you know, again, uh, I'm not dying on this hill. I wasn't, I wasn't clock watching though. I think there was a rapport between the
1: guys. There was a rapport between the women that I kind of like dug. And well, if there was, maybe if there was more of that, unless like the shots of them just riding bikes, because there was a lot of that. Well, the, the, the beginning of the movie, is a good five minutes. Well, like, I'm not even talking about them when it was at the motor cross thing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Like I get like, Oh, Hey, these guys ride bikes. That part didn't bug me so much, but like I said, it was just when you see all the shots of them going across, uh, the countryside on the bikes, there was just, it was a lot of it. And I don't know. If- like, well, it, it the
0: movie isn't like beautifully sh- shot per se. Because there is no hD transfer of this, you know, um, but God damn, Tennessee looked so beautiful though I don't know it's just um it really made me want to go to the mountains
1: in Tennessee, honestly now you wouldn't find that landscape then because this was filmed in North Carolina was it filmed in North Carolina? It had to take place in Tennessee though, right? I would assume they mentioned. I mean, it's called whiskey. Well, it says here, um, to, uh, this is off of the Wikipedia page. It says two couples, Bill and Diana, Dan and Jamie travel into the rural mountains of North Carolina on a motorcycle trip, North Carolina. Okay. So like the production notes do say that the movie was filmed in North Carolina. So I guess it takes place and is filmed on location which I'm always a fan of that. I like that when you know you say you're at a place and you're actually at the place. And <laughs> you could tell it was the Smoky Mountains. And, and surprisingly, that shit does
0: not happen anymore. Period. But yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah I just took it to be the... Uh, wait, is the Smoky Mountains in North Carolina as well? Yeah. Okay. I just
1: associate it with Tennessee. Well, it's like the same... Mountains, they're side by side, the two states.
0: Yeah, I just, I I don't think of North Carolina as smoky
1: or whiskey. Well, I mean, you should. I mean, North Carolina was a big tobacco state. What's that got to do with whiskey, man? Nothing with whiskey,
0: but smoky well this this movie ain't called Smoky Mountains. you just said you didn't think of them as being very smoky It's called whiskey mountain i I thought Tennessee and I know Smoky Mountains is in Tennessee
1: <sighs> oh and this this uh i will I will point- point out the absurdity of their plan though. The the whole point of their trip into the Smoky Mountains is to recover some Confederate muskets that they think there's like two hundred of, right? Buried. Yeah, so they they take this long ass trip on these bikes, yep. with no kind of cargo carriers. Nope. And you're gonna bring two hundred bike? I mean, two hundred fucking muskets back? Didn't think it through. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, yeah.
0: They would have probably treated it like the cave. Like two people stayed by the muskets <laughs> We're going to go and get.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I didn't even see like any um, excavating equipment or anything like that so they could dig these muskets up. No. And what kind of condition are these things going to be in if they've been buried? Thousand dollars. <laughs> the dude was like, "He's like, I don't care what kind of conditioner you're in. I'll give you a grand a piece." And uh, the, fa- the fact that they think that this guy has two hundred thousand dollars to give them. <laughs> yes, I know. In this podog fucking town. Yeah, this this one dude like, yeah, I'll give you a thousand a piece. We're about to bring you two hundred, buddy. <laughs> well, that's fine. I just made a fresh million this morning. <laughs> and they all four.
0: Like another thing that I love about this movie is that these aren't like 20 year olds. Yeah. You know, these are like mid thirties. I mean, this is 1977. So these guys may be early twenties, you know, <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> you know, but like they're adults. Yeah. And they all took a vacation to do this. Well, they had to stop off and do the motocross for the guys, you know?
1: Yeah. And you turkey. Oh, you turkey. <laughs>
0: God. I love that. I'm, th- those guys seem like uh, real buddies. You know? Just were rapport, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, they that, that We'll give it that they did. And they were likable. Yeah. You know? I mean... Yeah, I don't think they were it wasn't like in the deliverance when they you know finally made it to the area and they were just rude as hell
0: no and it's it's so funny you say that and um because there's not a lot to dissect with this movie both me and you can agree with that uh, oh yeah i was reading cinema speculation by quentin tarantino just to bring this full circle and he has a chapter on deliverance And he talks about Burt Reynolds' character, how he's kind of full of shit, like we talked about. Yeah. And, you know, you root for Burt Reynolds. I think we probably even said this. You root for Burt Reynolds in that movie because he's fucking 1972 Burt Reynolds. (laughs) I mean, outside of, like, beating up a kid with cancer, he could be an asshole and you're going to be like, yeah, man, it's fucking Burt Reynolds. You know, go Burt Reynolds. Uh but because there is a lot of similarities between deliverance in this movie. You know. Just backwoods, you know, you're you are you are out of your element. You don't need to be there. You're not welcome. Um but yeah, to where, where Burt Reynolds was uh a shithead, and all the other guys were kind of sweethearts. But these two guys are just like uh, chuckle fucks, you know. They're just, yeah. you know, you know, and and the women that love
1: them, yeah, yeah. They they come in and they when when they go on a little trip and they they finally roll up on a I guess a general store, like in and they meet the uh, antagonist of the movie, who apparently. You know, they try to, like, tell them, like, hey, there's nothing up there. Don't go to Whiskey Mountain, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they're like, oh, yeah, we're going anyways. Yay. Yay for Yamaha bike trips. And, <laughs> and like I said, and I guess what took me out of the movie, w- once again, the premise of it's fine. Um too many shots of them on the bike for, you know just riding around but also uh, the music just took me out it's too jovial at certain points it yes at
0: other points and it's Charlie Daniels who did the music and it's Charlie Daniels who uh did the uh song um uh, Whiskey Mountain which is a banger the beginning song yeah I fucking yeah I was like I fucking loved it I Looked it up on iTunes to see if they had it. Uh, yeah, it, to me, before the general store, and maybe during the raft scene. Before then, you could have the jovial music because it's just mountain yeah. music. Yeah, and I love mountain music
1: when there's no when there's no kind of like hint of danger. Yeah, but once it got hinted,
0: yeah, like you said, it still keeps and, up with that.
1: And they would. But they would do like, and there was one thing I did like, is when you would see the guy, like in the background, they would kind of hit that lower tone, like, Mm -hmm. and it kind of set the mood. But then, like two seconds later, it was jarring. It was. It's like. I'm with you use that music in the first half when everybody's having a good time. But once we're trying to set up that like shit's hitting the fan and once it does, and when you get to that point of no going back and when I'm not going to mention it yet, but we'll get there. Like at that point, the the music needs to just be different. It needs to be more serious, more somber. Uh, And it wasn't. And it takes you out of the moment. That was one of my, uh, bigger hang-ups with the movie was
0: it you know I didn't look it up on IMDb and I don't even know if they would have it maybe they'd have it on the Wikipedia but this movie was shot on
1: such a shoestring budget you know man there's there's no information I assume that this movie was made for five dollars because there's no information on the budget or a box office uh yeah they, I'll tell you what's on Wikipedia there's the you know, the opening line, Whiskey Mountain is a 1977 American exploitation horror film directed by William Greffe and starring Christopher George <laughs> Preston <laughs> Pierce.
0: Dumb. You pronounced it differently.
1: <laughs> I don't know what it is. And Roberta Collins. It plot follows a group of young people stalked by a gang of unhinged backwoods drug dealers while on a treasure hunt in the wilderness. And then it's the plot. And then it's the cast. Then it's the one production note, which is filming of Whiskey Mountain took place in North Carolina. And then there's the references. And that's all that's on the Wikipedia page. There's nothing I'm going to say this.
0: That three sentence synopsis fucking signed me up for that every day. Every day. Whether the movie hit that, but the synopsis
1: is. Uh, yeah. I mean. The Wikipedia synopsis makes it sound way more exciting than what it was. Yeah. Unhinged, backwoods drug dealers. <laughs> Dr- I mean, that's right up my alley. Man, it was a couple of uh, bags of marijuana, some garbage bags in a cave. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're at the part of the podcast where Josh had to get up and I guess he's making a glass of water. (laughs) But he'll be back shortly. Until then. Oh, no, here he comes. He's back. Oh, sorry. Was you pouring water?
0: No. Uh this is Whiskey Mountain episode. On my end, it is white wine on the third floor. Ah, white wine.
1: Chardonnay. Some Chardonnay. But yeah, like I was saying, like drug dealers. That's a that's a pretty heavy headed like I don't know. They they're just selling pot. They got they got garbage bags of weed. I mean, this is
0: 77 America, Jimmy Carter. I mean, come on. Come on. Even if these motherfuckers go and tell somebody, who gives a
1: shit? You know, Really? This ain't Reagan America. And, you know, we never got to see the muskets in this movie either. No. It, I don't know. I don't know. Of
0: love that that just revolved around. I'm gonna go get my grand great grandfather's muskets. He he drew me a treasure map five years before he died. Like, there
1: is shit in here that's you know, like the goonies, but adults. Yes, we got a map to the rich stuff. I, I mean, they even have their own sloth
0: here, not really, but sloth is probably more intelligent than the guy they meet.
1: Yeah, what a treacherous piece of shit he was.
0: Oh, my God. Talk about, hey, here's a wrestling term for you. What a heel turn.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What a heel turn that fucker had. Yeah, and normally when we're talking about movies, we'd be talking about the movie kind of in sequence, but really there's nothing that happens for the first hour other than them riding from camp spot to camp spot and then one interaction with the people. I (laughs) said- Things I mean, I- do happen, but it's just it is
0: done in a very molasses kind of way, and on such a shoestring budget in '77, to where like the first night, uh, the woods catches on fire. They wake up, and there's there's not much urgency in the filmmaking.
1: You know, you know, well, with the woods catching on fire, they even deduced that that wasn't their fault because they're like, no, that wasn't our fire. Yeah, that should have been a fucking clue to leave.
0: It Some, would have been
1: somebody's obviously trying to tell you not to hang around, and you're just like, nah, let's go. I know. I think it would have been a clue
0: if. Four middle-aged, full-time working adults didn't spend their one-week vacation. <laughs>
1: to go on a treasure hunt? Yeah. They're like, fuck it, man. I get one week a year. <laughs> they you know, they were just like sleeping under the stars, too. No tents. Just, no tents. Just sleeping bags. That shit looked cold, too, man. Some brave people. man. Hell, North Carolina's got rattlers, right? They got copperheads. No, you got copperheads. That's close enough to a goddamn rattler. Uh, That's a rattler. I mean, I, we, uh, me, and a couple of my friends when I lived in North Carolina came across a copperhead. Really? Yeah. And we That's... went the we went the other way. You didn't you didn't burn out on this head on your Yamaha? <laughs> yeah, no Yamahas. No, we we saw it and we're like, all right, we're going this way now. Because, <laughs> yeah, back then when you are a kid, it, well, when you were a kid in the 80s and the 90s and, you know, people of our age are going to know what we're talking about or people, hell, people that are older than us are going to know what we're talking about. Like, you just, you would go. You would be like, okay, I'm going out to play. I'm going to go play with my friends. And then they'd be like, okay, be back before dark. And that was it. Your parents didn't give a fuck where you were at. They were probably glad you were gone. Now they don't have to worry about you opening the door, letting the cold air out.
0: Oh, that that's a big no-no.
1: Yeah. Keep coming <laughs> in and out. making a decision.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody under the age of 45 has heard that, well, Above thirty, yeah,
1: yeah, uh-huh. and so it, this was just one of our um, one of our days where we were off in the woods. There used to, so we did have a couple rules. There was uh, this creek that ran alongside the house we lived in, and if you followed it up upstream, some it got wider, and they had these. Flat rock. This one area where it had a bunch of like flat rocks and stuff, and so you could slide on these rocks, like it was a, you know a fucking water like park, yeah. yeah. And it was fun, except there was this one little spot that was kind of off to the right, where it had like an undertow and it could pull you under. And it, it was like two rocks, but it had like a little pocket the way it was they were formed, and you could yeah. get pulled under, and you could drown. And so the, you know your parents would be like, "You don't go sliding on the rocks." So, what you do? you go out for the day, you go slide on the rocks, and then you spend the next couple hours drying off before you go home, yeah, so you don't get in trouble, <laughs> but we <laughs> we got in trouble, I mean, because you know, apparently we didn't dry off enough. and you know, oh my god, i I can't remember if I' ever told you this story. So at this you know, this is North Carolina, this is Asheville, North Carolina, so it's in the mountains. And we lived like at the bottom. I don't want to say like a valley, but it was there was a mountain, like a a hill or mountain behind us, whatever you want to call it. And then in front of us, there was a hill that went up to a like a main road. We were on a dirt road, and this if you walked up this hill, you could make your way eventually up to the paved road, which led on down the road to the school I went to. But this is like a, a fairly steep hill, like almost like a 45 degree angle, we'll call it that. Mm-hmm. And you remember those big tractor tires? Mm-hmm. So we, getting in them. Yeah, we got we talked one kid into getting in it and then we pushed him down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolled down this fucking hill. And there was a drop-off to where it um it was like a four-foot drop-off, and he come flying off this hill, hit the fucking Jeez. dirt road, bounced. And then fell in the other ditch on the other side. And <laughs> he was crying. And I don't know why I'm laughing, but it was so fucking funny. Because <laughs> you can just see him when he's going down this goddamn hill.
0: Damn. He didn't hurt himself, did he?
1: No. But Not no, too bad, I guess. But he was scared shitless. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, man. Uh, see, they yeah, should have had some that in this movie. I, I think back...
0: Not too often, but I usually I, I usually think back to like childhood, like just like and maybe this doesn't exist anywhere in the in the Western world, but just playing so close to streets, you know, yeah. getting your skateboard and ride down a big hill, sitting down on it on a street where oh, cars yeah. come. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, oh, Jesus, you look back on it now and I guess, you know, you look back on it with like, I don't want to say 21st century lenses, but you can't help, but be like, damn, that was dumb.
1: Yeah. Is that anything I'd let my daughter do. No, fuck no. But a part of me, wants that back, you want it, though. Yeah, you want it back, but you just don't let your children do it. Yeah, I just, yeah. I want her to have fun.
0: I, I want her to experience it without getting hurt, but that's part of the equation, you know? Because, I mean, every child, uh, every adult around our age has done dumb shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like, just reckless abandonment. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even call it reckless abandonment because that would not even in the equation, you know. That wouldn't, like, oh, okay, if there's a car, there's a car, and we'll just,
1: I don't know. Yeah, i live. You used to, like, play football on the road. and Yeah. Find an empty parking lot, and we'd try to play baseball in it. Yeah. But for some fucking reason, we were using a tennis ball.
0: Yeah, that because it made your uh, confidence grow when yeah, you could man. jack the shit out of it. <laughs> it sucked though
1: if you were on defense and you were out in the fucking I'd say the field, but you're just at the end of this empty ass parking lot. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Ah, uh, and bikes. I don't. Even, I don't even think kids like ride bicycles. Like you know, kids back in the day used to do they? I don't not, uh, here they do, oh.
0: uh, more so than I see them. And when I visit, yeah, here they do. That's because said, like there's, uh, there's, that's because there's operating sidewalks.
1: You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, Cause I don't think Bailey, she doesn't have one with me, obviously, but I don't think she has one at her mom. Maybe she does. Um, I don't know if Hayden and Lucas have bicycles. If they do, you never hear Daniel say anything about him riding them. No. I'm- but like when when we were kids, I'm sure like it was the same for you. Like your your bicycle is like your best friend. That was uh your means of transportation. Like if you was gonna go hang out with your friends, you rode over to their house. Yep. Yep. Uh yeah.
0: I was just thinking about like Today, yesterday, I was thinking about how, like, I would walk from my house when I lived uh, in town in Carthage, and I would walk all the way to my buddy David's house, and that's me crossing, like, two busy highways, you know, and there ain't no, you know, crosswalk in Carthage. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's just you, time in traffic. You know, as a twelve-year-old, how
1: <laughs> my parents would be arrested today. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, we um. When I lived in Dallas, I used to have to go to the grocery store to pick stuff up, and I'd ride my bike over there. And yeah, I. I think it was just a matter of time and traffic there too. The way I went.
0: Yeah. It's so funny because I've had two bicycles (sighs) since I've moved here. and, And I remember, and I still am now, like there's people who ride bicycles to work here, you know, like, um, it's just a bicycle country for adults and kids. And I remember like the first time I got on a bicycle here and it'd been like 25 years. Yeah. That was, it was like, do I remember how to do this? And it, that phrase, it's like riding a bicycle. Uh, It's very true because at first you're like, well, uh, I mean, it comes back to you naturally, but it's weird. It is. I don't ride my bicycle anywhere. My bicycle stays
1: light. (laughs) Oh, shit. No. So. We're we're traveling along. We're camping under the stars. We meet the antagonist. We don't know he's the antagonist yet. Yeah, not yet. And we... um, They finally, like, find something that's on the map, right? And they're like, this is on the map in the cave or the tunnel. They don't even call it a cave. They just call it a tunnel. Mm -hmm. The tunnel should be, like, over here. And they come up on this tunnel. And that's where we find the bags of marijuana. Did they just rip open? Oh, shit. We're at the very end. Well, that's because for the first hour, it's. Pretty much what we talked about. It's that's why I was saying, like, if we jump around in this episode, it's because the first hour of this movie is there's not a lot to talk. You like you said it, there's not a lot to digest in this movie. No, there's not there a lot isn't. to talk about in the first hour of the movie. <sighs> that's why I filled it with uh that's why I regaled you with stories of my youth. No, and, and
0: you know what? You know, I I love sod tangents and in, in podcasting. I ain't got no problem with that. Okay. But look, they find like a garbage bags full of what the production team could afford to look like marijuana. <laughs> Cause this shit it's some grass clippings. This shit was not bud. <laughs> it was grass. It looked like the plastic Easter grass. No, it looked worse than that.
1: I mean this Oh you oh I'm gonna jump ahead, but because there's not a lot, of, there's a couple quotes in the movie to remember, like "Why don't you go suck on a rose" or something like that. But later on, when they're at the sheriff's uh, d- department, and they're like, "It's full of grass," and he's like, "What's grass?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Grass, marijuana." <laughs> like, what's grass? Oh my god. I mean, those people look. They looked more fucking hillbilly uh,
0: than the hillbillies.
1: Yeah, because the the one guy, like, once we're in the tunnel, and was it the guys? They're the ones that walk out, right, to go get something. Like. in what? the tunnel because, like, they the two guys don't they? Uh, they're they're going the ones back. who enter the tunnel. Oh, they're. And then entered- the oh, the women are staying back just That's in case right. somebody
0: breaks a leg.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's or gets right. Lost. So they're in the fucking tunnel. and They find the- find the grass, and the guy comes up, and apparently he was speaking with a fake accent before. Yeah. For what yeah, reason? He- uh, uh
0: just because he's like a drug dealer, and to throw people
1: off, you know. Rudy, that was his name too. Rudy, 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 they, Rudy, 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 because they scream it a few times in this movie, like towards the end. Rudy. Yeah. I, I tell you what,
0: if I had to pick an MVP, it would have to be the actor who played Rudy. I, yeah, oh, he, he did, he seemed kind of like a a bad guy with kind of a heart of gold, you know? Oh. Compared to the other fucks. Jesus wept almighty.
1: I, you know, I don't, I guess maybe you've got to kill the people now that they've found out your marijuana secrets. I don't know. I, I'm kind of like, you know, why didn't you just let them go? The guy's like, oh, another thing is, he's like, we're not going to tell anybody. I smoke a kilo right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This motherfucker's trying to unload this shit for profit, and you want to smoke a kilo of his fucking profit.
1: He's just trying to prove to him he's cool, man. He's like, we're cool. cool. I'll, I'll smoke a kilo right now if you let us live. And it... There
0: is like, um, because this was, you know, and I'm going to compliment this director, uh, maybe not the editor and, you know, the director's usually in the editing bay with the editor. So, but because this movie is operating on a shoestring budget, there are certain camera, camera flourishes that they do like during the raft scene, you know, just to make it exciting. He's, He's moving the camera and they're cutting it at a pace. That's like frantic. And when the two guys like for about 10 minutes, the movie had me fooled because here's one thing that I absolutely love when movies do and it does not happen hardly any in today's um movies is that um the first day of camping you see one of the women limping and just through two lines of dialogue you knew she took a spill yeah and she hurt her leg now i love In movies, when they play the, I'm going to tell you, but I'm not going to show you. Uh, To me, it's so much more effective. And there was a moment when they get captured for about 10 minutes. I'm like, did they just kill the guys off screen? Oh, yeah. And we didn't know it. And I'm like, if they did, fucking bravo. You know, like I love it. Obviously the guys lived, but in the in the interim, they're showing what happened to the women. And the the directorial choices of having the Polaroid flash and then sort of laying on like a table. And then you see what these women had to endure. Like, that is fucking good shit, man. That is. That
1: (sighs) was uncomfortable to me. Actually, I'm, you know, I. When when you have movies that have like rape in them, which we had here, it's. I, I get why it's there. Just. For whatever reason, it just it always makes me uncomfortable. It's supposed to, yeah. So it's
0: effective.
1: Except then they followed up with. Yeah, because rape
0: can be fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't see me roll my eyes because this isn't a visual medium, but <laughs> we're not there yet. You know. You know and before we get too far, because I just remember something we, we didn't touch on in their little journey in their, when they're trying to deter them from going, they're crossing the stream at one point on this raft that's you know held together by a rope so you can pull yourself to the other side. They make it across. Too to, well. uh They lose the bike. Mm-hmm. But then later on in the movie, when the guy's riding to the town, they don't have to come back this way. Like apparently there's a road that fucking leads to where they were at. So they took the hardest way possible to get to where they were going when apparently there was an easier way.
0: I mean, now you're asking questions.
1: I don't think the movie like really wants to answer. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I just, I I thought about that. But yeah, so you have that scene and it is real uncomfortable. And Yeah, the, you, it makes you want to see those guys die in like the most horrible way. And I think that's where you were talking about like take that last house on the left turn where when it's time for the, the protagonist to dole out punishment, you want it to be satisfying mm-hmm. and it's not. No. You, it- you never get that payoff like, Take that, you piece of fucking shit. Because that's yeah. how you feel about these people. And, and yeah, the scene is designed to make you feel uncomfortable. It worked because it did. And I thought, and like the whole Polaroid thing was uncomfortable and, you know, and then you, like you, when it cuts to the, back to actual filming, you see um, the one girl's like laying there and the guy's got kind of guy's arm around her and you can tell, like, you know what happened. And then the other girl's catatonic and you hope these oh kids, she yeah she's so shocked yeah, yeah you hope these people get some kind of comeuppance but they do but they don't
0: they don't by movie standards oh. or about narrative
1: you want to see expectations somebody, yeah you want to see somebody pull their fingernails out with pliers or something Jesus Christ I would you don't want him I mean, to die quickly. I'm quick. not looking for a
0: hostage. Uh, not a hostage, a hostile movie you
1: don't, You don't want him to die quickly, though. Because like, that's one of the things, like, if you look at a movie like I Spit on Your Grave, which is another m- movie that has uh, a rape scene in it, like, and then you're like, I hope these guys get it, and then she cuts the dick off that one dude in the tub, and he bleeds to death. I've never seen the remake or the original. Well, in the original, she cuts off a man's pecker, and leaves him to bleed a death in the tub. And like, that's a, a satisfying death, right? Yeah. That's, that's a satisfying payoff, you know, cause you know, like she's, she's getting what's owed her. And here, like I said, nobody really gets that. Some people die. um, They, the, they met a guy at one point, They ended up at one house with the, the, uh, What's his name? I don't know his name. I, 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 well, I don't know what his name is, but um, the old guy. And they end up at his cabin, they, and he they communicate with him, and he apparently he's caught some fish, so they all have a nice fish dinner, and then they just fucking sleep in this dude's cabin, even though this motherfucker has the one girl's panties. Th- they're like, yeah, we'll crash here, except for uh was it Bill who stays awake all night? Uh yeah. Because he's like, at this point, he's like, I'm not going to sleep anymore. Yeah. But yeah, so they've met this guy. They trusted him enough to fucking sleep at his place, even though he had a pair of panties, which means you know that like something has happened. Somebody's been fucking following you all around. And then later on, he comes back when they, you know, the girls get taken off to the uh, the cabin and the guys get taken to the caves. Even though you're like you're thinking they're possibly dead because they've talked about getting rid of them, and they're tied up. And he shows up, and cuts them loose. Yep. And they're still fucking terrified them, I mean, but they, they cut them loose and they take they uh, one of them, Bill I think picks up a stick. And hits one of them on the bike. The other one just takes the guy off the bike, you know, barehanded. They knock these dudes out, and they drive into town.
0: And the entire time, I'm like, again, I got to preface. I'm not dying on the hill for this movie, despite me enjoying it. They must have had no idea that their wives were brutally i don't want to say brutally uh but rape and sexually assaulted yeah because they let these fuckers live yeah and the entire time you're watching you're like why did you stop punching you know why yeah even even if they were gentlemen and just kidnapped your wife
1: why are you leaving these fuckers Acetated. Yeah, because now they can yeah, they can go back and tell yes. the the rest of the crew. It's not like you knocked them out for eternity. Yeah. It, yeah. And they go into town, they go to this fucking sheriff where they Mm-mm. got Mm-mm. Yeah, the sheriff first. Yeah. Yeah, they got this fucking deputy who it's like almost like a cliche. Just sitting there, a slack jawed yokel, and he's like, You know, where's the sheriff? and the sheriff comes out of the bathroom because apparently, in these types of movies, the sheriff's always taking a shit or a piss always or something. except he left his fucking belt hanging up outside the bathroom. Yeah, it's easier. Come on, I, I come guess. on, ball. So It'd be professional. And then, uh, you know, they're like, Hey, they kidnapped our wives. And it's like these guys are, you know, fields of pot. And then he's like, it's in a tunnel in bags where he's like, was it fields or bags?
0: And then, you you know know, of course,
1: we get the what's drass" line. Hey, fair point by the sheriff, though. No. Yeah. We never saw fields. The sheriff, though, just brushes him off. And he's like, there's no such thing as Whiskey Mountain. Uh, You guys need to let this go. And he's like, but they've kidnapped our wives. And he's like, well, I don't have any proof. And you can tell they're frustrated with the law, but they go, they go down to a hardware store that sells firearms. They're in the process of buying a couple shotguns. And the sheriff calls down there. He's like, yeah, don't sell guns to those people. Just tell them, you know, make something up and just let them know. And then he gets off. He's like, yeah, I can't sell guns to you. You're out of county. And they, they're like, get on the floor, put your hands behind your head. They go outside, they get the guns, they load up. Although, I, I did remember this little part just stuck out to me. When they're getting ready to leave, Bill's like, wait a minute, watch my back while I load. <laughs> and then they just shoot a random truck. Yeah. <laughs> and this truck goes flipping over. <laughs> and then they leave. And then they leave. They and just- maybe, You know, maybe the sheriff was right. Don't sell guns to these guys. But yeah, they go back to, they go back to save their women and, they, well, uh, we we missed oh, we did miss a part. We missed the fucking jump. The jump, which I enjoyed the shit out of.
0: I I know your stance on this movie, like it, it, it because this movie is so like Dukes of hazardy, You know, I I, and I had that thought when I was watching it too. You know, yeah. The jump was just like icing on the
1: cake, to complete the like, you know. Yeah, it was it was cool, and then like, because they blow the bridge, and I like how these guys (laughs) just randomly had
0: dynamite. Yeah,
1: they had this fucking bridge just randomly fucking rigged to blow. That's for the FBI, babe. The The guy makes the fucking jump though. He's like, "You gotta jump." He's like, "I can't." He's like, "You got to." And he, he drives by the vehicle with them, chasing them, yeah. <laughs> coming one way. it goes down the road, and he tur- they turn around. He turns around. They pass each other again. He hits this jump. And this is where I was going to say, it's got to be what you said. They don't realize what's happened to their wives. Because these fuckers get off of their motorcycles and celebrate like it's Rocky Three, Dude, this, it, these guys are bros for life. Yeah. Obviously
0: I, I promise you these guys, if they were like today would have the tattoo Bros before hose. I mean tattooed on their back they would they would they live by. It. but it's so I mean and here's where like the music is perfect. For, like, the jump, it's like, yeah, man, give me that banjo when he's doing this. He runs by a motherfucker having a shotgun twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you almost expect the screen to like pause mid jump and then hear like Waylon Jennings giving a, a voiceover. I, I swear the to dude god, mine boys did. are in it now.
0: <laughs> mine did,
1: minus a Waylon Jennings. It was, but. Uh, But anyways, yeah, they, they come back and they got the shotguns and immediately Bill gets fucking shot by the, the, uh, dude that cut him free. Okay. On a rocking chair in the woods. Yeah. Like there's just random shit happening now. Random bridges are rigged to blow random rocking chairs with crazed hillbillies in the middle of the fucking woods. And the guy that set him free is just fucking laughing and just shoots them. And you get this slow motion like fallback. Who who gave them room and board
0: and a meal. Yeah. Cut them free. It's so left field that... I'm Like, when I watched it, I was like, what the fuck? You're honestly shocked. You're honestly shocked when you're watching it. Yeah. Because at this point in the movie with the jump in and the and you know like um robbing the store and they're like I'm going to pay you here's $300 for these two shotguns and that knife you're shooting a truck outside said general store you're like everybody's going to live in this movie like I was thinking no survivors yeah what the movie's showing me is everybody's going to live Happy ending, and then for Bill just to get shot so left
1: field, it was kind of jarring. Yeah, and then then they kill the guy. Uh, what was that? Did did that guy have a name? No, I don't think so. So he gets he gets shot, and, and now. Who's left? Dan is fucking dual wielding shotguns. (laughs) Piss poorly, mind you. And yeah, we get shot twice. Yeah, well, yeah, we end up having this shootout, and he gets shot in the leg. and And at first, I was just like, "Well, they must not have budget for special effects because nothing shows up on his leg. There's no blood. There's no hole in his jeans or nothing." But then he gets shot in the stomach. Yeah, and you see like a buckshot pattern or something like a pellet spread and some blood. It's like, well, you couldn't do that for the leg too. Did you just have just enough fucking red, you know, liquid for this? Yeah. And because all the bad guys get shot with,
0: uh, for lack of a better term, zero ceremony.
1: Yeah. You know, like these are the most unsatisfying deaths.
0: But at the same time, and I'm not trying to sell you on it. I kinda love how it's so just unceremonious. It's because the whole movie's been
1: unceremonious. Uh somebody should have had a horrible death. Or I don't know, one of the girls at least get to stab one of them or something. We're gonna get to the we're gonna get to it. And I think it
0: is the coup de gras of this movie. But yeah, but the two girls, uh, one of them is, and they, and, you know, I, I'm, I just want to give some props to, uh, I can't remember their names, the one whose boyfriend or husband died. I think she's pretty good in this movie. Yeah. And, and the other friend's catatonic, and she's, You know, shell-shocked. She's PTSD. And she has to slap her because now they're trying to keep the guys. Oh, yeah. She slaps the shit out of her. She does. She does. And so, like, they're trying to keep the hillbillies out of the cabin. And meanwhile, Dan's doing his best John Wayne and
1: okay and then like Rudy takes off from Dan oh wait a minute I think we got it wrong I think Dan is the one that died and Bill is the one that's alive okay for the this is for the
0: hardcore Whiskey Mountain fans that we got listening right yeah.
1: now <laughs> who's screaming uh, we're cussing this right now you're my favorite movie <laughs>
0: But so Dan has his side set on Rudy
1: and Rudy takes off bill. Minute, and Dan's just,
0: huh? Bill.
1: Bill. God damn it. <laughs> we just corrected it. I know. <laughs> and you're just like, fuck it. I'm saying what I'm saying. He looks like a Dan. Yeah. I think that's why I had a mix up of mine too. And the other guy looks so much like a bill.
0: Anyway, he, he kills Rudy in such a, a nothing scene.
1: Yeah, Rudy stops. And like Stops holds up his to die. He, yeah. And then
0: Dan goes inside. Bill. Bill goes inside, yeah. Bill goes inside. And the worst scene in the movie to me is when Bill has to tell Dan's wife that he's dead because it is so just like shoulder
1: the mm-hmm. <laughs> Where's I th- Bill? I thought the uh, female, though, the, and hold on, I got it all in front of me. Uh, Jamie is the one that became Catatonic, so it was Diana. Di- I thought the, uh, the actress playing, Roberta Collins playing Diana, did a good job when she like finds out he dies. Yes. Because like you can just see like the small movements she's making and everything that was really good. I yes. did like that. The cavalcade of emotions that's
0: flowing through her because yeah, she's processing. I loved it. And yes.
1: meanwhile, the other two are just over there fucking hugging while you know. Oh, they're gonna be fucking soon. Yeah, she's right fucking struggling her. with her husband being dead. And then, so they're walking out after.
0: Bill Dan, Bill, Bill. What right after Bill saves the day, and you see this helicopter in the distance, and it's closing in on them, and you're like, "And I'm,
1: they got me, they got me, Bone. Did they get you? Well, you thought they were going to get saved, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's what you're, you're kind of expecting to happen. Oh, they had a change of heart. You know, and now they believe them after this midtown shootout. Yeah. Something must be going down. But no, apparently the fucking law's in on his uh pot deal. Yep. Yeah.
0: And the coup de grace is they get to the the water's edge, helicopter's coming in, you know, you're seeing it, the POV shot of the helicopter and them walking out and the coup de grace the, the helicopter just turns to the side and the sheriff raises his gun and the credits go up and I'm like, Fuck yeah, man.
1: I, I, w- I want to say this, too, about um, – before we move further, going back to Bill getting shot twice. Those shots don't affect him very long. Oh, no. He's okay. Yeah. Like, that you, that stomach shot, like, when he first takes it, he makes it look like it's bad. It's going to slow him down. But once he kills everybody, he's moving around like nothing happened. No, nah, he walked. he no. Nah,
0: it's one of those injuries you can walk off. Yeah. Obviously. But yeah, I I think they were using. I think the bad guys were using the goddamn muskets from the Civil War. Because Rudy even mentions, he's like, "I wish y'all had told me (laughs) that y'all were going for these muskets." (laughs) Like, yeah,
1: yeah. Do you feel like maybe they missed an opportunity to? have somebody killed by one of the muskets.
0: I, I, f- I feel like this movie has a lot of missed opportunities. Um, In and, and fairness. But yeah.
1: And I like, <laughs> uh, I like your choice in shotguns. Did you notice that you're going to fight? presumably you, and Bill and Dan are about to go into the fray and they're going to fight multiple people. So they grab a pump shotgun, which, okay, I get that. Cause you can load multiple rounds, but then the other one takes a double barrel break action, which means you've got to reload every fucking time you shoot. Like you have to break the barrel open, eject the shells, yeah. put new shells in. That's not the most practical thing. Like that was a horrible choice. Dan, that's why you died. Wasn't that
0: Ash's Weapon of Choice?
1: Yeah, but that was different. That made for a lot of cinematic flair. I did just recently pick up Army of Darkness on 4K. They had a 4K still book. And so have you ever seen the director's cut of Army of Darkness?
0: I've seen Army of Darkness once when it was a $3
1: rental in 1993. I've never seen it. Yeah. What? Okay. Oh, my God. Um. I don't even know what I'm talking to right now. Oh, but uh, there's a, apparently there's a director cut that has like 15 more minutes of footage. I didn't know that existed, but the director's cut isn't in 4K. It's on a Blu-ray disc. It's like why That's did you bullshit. why did you put both of them on 4K? Like, so the theatrical cut in the 4K uh, Steelbook edition is 4K, but the director's cut's only 1080p which kind of sucks. But I'm about to watch it because I've never seen the director's cut. I knew they had a different ending originally for the movie where Ash ended up... I don't know if you've ever watched any of like the making of, but the original ending was Ash takes the potion and he falls asleep and he because he fucked up the words. He doesn't wake up in his own time. He wakes up in like a post-apocalyptic future.
0: No, I remember Bridget... I remember hearing talk that Bridget Fonda
1: was his. She was in was, the movie for like five seconds. Yeah. She was a flashback to, she played like the girl from the first two. And didn't he work at like a, like a Walmart? S-Mart. Shop smart. Shop S-Mart. Okay. Yeah.
0: No, I haven't seen it in forever. Uh, but rank rank the Evil Dead Ash
1: trilogy. Um, mm, two one three, or two three one. Depends two, because three is more slapstick than yeah yeah they lean more into the comedy yeah. I like all of them. Would yeah, you? Uh, but... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I didn't have anything to say. Go
1: ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say. Uh, well, fucking, I'll I'll go because I'll I'll let you save your thoughts for the end, and maybe you can change my mind with your ending monologue. Um, I give this movie like a one and a half stars. Um, I. Yeah, I get that Tarantino likes it for some reason, uh, but, like, it's just so, like, there's something there that could have been more, and I don't want to blame it. I'm not going to blame it on indie filmmaking because you didn't have to make the choices that you made. Like, the music especially, you know, just takes me out of it. When you've shown that you have some... Like sinister-sounding music that would have been better served for the back half of the movie, you know, after after they get abducted, Um, the the first hour of the movie's it doesn't have the mundane stuff that I could sit there and watch and be content with. It's just it's kind of boring to me. And then when you like you have this uncomfortable scene, this uncomfortable rape scene, and you're wanting the bad guys to suffer for it. And regardless of if the, if the protagonists live at the end of the movie with the helicopter, you still want them to have their moment against the people that wronged them. And you don't really get it. It's like you said, it is the, the bad guys all unceremoniously died. Um, you get the weird hill turn from the old hermit hillbilly who, Feeds him fish, gives him a place to sleep, cuts him free, and then just out of the fucking blue shoots one of them and kills them. Um, like I said, it it's not something I would go back to. I I mean, this is a one time watch for me, so one and a half stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I get your points. Um, like I said,
1: uh.
0: This isn't a movie that, you know, I'm going to argue in a bar for 30 minutes to try to get somebody to like, but there is, I, I love the fact that this movie unintentionally takes your expectations and twist them, like the because in modern movie making, these people would get their comeuppance. You know? And I love that they don't. I love when a movie can... Can flip that script on me. And, um... It, it defies convention. Like, I I enjoy that now. Because if you watch any Hollywood movie now, it is... You know, yeah, you you copy paste script, and for me, like part of the charm of this movie is the low budget is the seventy seven nineteen seventy seven just oh, it just seeps and bleeds through this movie. this movie is nineteen seventy seven you know, in every way possible. And the music knocks it down. I think, you know, like we've discussed this story, elevator pitch. I'm fucking giving you a billion dollars. If I'm a movie executive, go out and do it. You know, that elevator pitch is fucking amazing. And where where this movie does falter I think other parts of this movie lifts it up, like Bill and dan the the performance by Diana is that it yeah um and I'm you know, and because of this movie wasn't sleek, you know, it wasn't stylized. I wasn't clock watching. I was sort of loving the fact that this movie was not transferred when I was watching it. You know, I mean, there's a lot of goddamn charm for me when it comes to that. And the ending. Or is a freeze frame. With the old sheriff. And he's got them in their sights. I mean. I could have stood up and clapped in the theater for that because that's just fucking you know, you just hit a home run there, like that ending. And it's three stars for me because it I I think it's a good movie. And um I I could see myself revisiting this maybe once every couple of years with a couple of beers and you know um because it it's it's got this charm. Uh, The Dukes of Hazzard charm, you know, Um, just low budget, 77 filmmaking. That Charlie Daniels song is fucking really good that opens the movie. Um, I liked it, but I'm not going to defend it to anyone like that. (laughs) Like I said, I'm not going to, like, sit in a bar and tell you why you're wrong for... I'm not going to take the Inception approach to this movie, you know. (laughs) But that fucking last scene, man, that last scene, like, I would have been, like, two, two, two and a half stars, you know. But that last scene, and, and and they freeze frame it and roll the credits with the sheriff in their sights and with the helicopter. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah.
1: Like, yeah, I mean that was that was fine, but like I said it is just the rest of the movie the movie for me just didn't do it. Yeah. I get it. But I get it. That was Whiskey Mountain. Uh well, obviously this is one of the rare times that we have vastly different opinions on the movie. Usually we're kind of close on our rankings. So like this and Black Phone Oh Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, Blackphone, I'll argue with you an hour and a half in a bar. So um so it's it's nice that you know, sometimes we don't agree on the movies and we have differing opinions. Well, that being said, I think we saw the same movie. I just yeah. think that this was a breath of fresh air for me. Yeah, we just Yeah, it was just different opinions. Yeah. Um But yeah. It was a good talk. Um we I could talk with some side stories of, about our youth and reminiscing about riding bikes and you know that's it though. You got anything else? No, just um
0: I mean I hate saying it. Won't won't you tell the folks
1: what they should do? I don't know. Um if you enjoyed what you listened to, you know, follow us. We're on Instagram, very unreasonable things. We're on Twitter at VUT podcast We we've got a Facebook group, um, that, you know, we don't really do nothing with. Um, I didn't even know that. Tell your, you're in the group. I don't know how you didn't know that. I'm not on Facebook, man. I'm to check Facebook and tell your friends. If you, if you liked what you listened to, that's the main thing you can do for us is tell your friends, you know, to have them check us out. Um, we don't, we're not trying to pretend to be anything that we're not. We're just, you know, a couple guys, friends that like horror movies, like movies. And we wanted to talk about them. Um, and, you know, me, Josh and Daniel have been doing this. This is starting our third year of doing this, which is pretty amazing. Um, and we appreciate the support that we've gotten so far, but yeah, thank you for listening everyone.
0: Yeah. Ciao.